Oh yeah, that's okay. I hear the beat. No, no. Yeah. Did you watch any of the Gucci vs. G? That's question. That was question Ooh. number one. I was getting ready to ask you if you had listened to the <laughs> I know verses. Trevor did. Trevor, you didn't. No, no, yeah, of course that. I did. Did you okay, watch so it? I listened to it. Boy, I felt like I was in the club doing security again for a second. Oh, I'm watching. Boy, I'm watching. Nervous. Nervous. Man, I was nervous. I saw a video of it. it was Trevor. I saw a video Trevor. of it. It was Have them two ever, on two different uh, stages, right next to each other, right? They was in a strip club at Magic City. Is that what it was, Magic City? Yeah, but the Magic City. They the reason they took out the center the center piece. I might cut this COVID. out, but I've been to Magic City, so yeah. Uh, no, not who, COVID. Who, who you hiding from? <laughs> you said you said the reason they took out the middle piece was no. He said that he been they were gonna cut. He oh. said he might cut out the uh, the admission of being in Magic City. Nah. Oh, he did say he's been to Magic City. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did say that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that, did that, say that. that. That's all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, because but, you think they took it out because of the beef? What are they going to do? They're not getting ready to throw hands. You feel like they were going to throw hands? First of all, bro, time out. Do you know how many motherfuckers was in that building? I mean, yeah. Not specifically, but yeah, I know that. No, we want the exact number. I'm no, they, they. Okay, so they took out that middle section to eliminate any kind of. Even remotely going near that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have to step down and then step back up to get to each other. That's too much. But they both could jump right down. But you both got thirty motherfuckers in there. Well, yeah. If you not, if you didn't see some of the other videos and whatnot, it was or the end when Gucci them walked out. Did you see how many motherfuckers was behind him? He had thirty. He said, Where? he said it ain't shit if it ain't street. So you know they whole yeah. I was in ATL at that time. <laughs> my whole thing, my whole thing. Clearly, obviously, like like uh, uh, who is it? Somebody said something. Uh, Smoking on a pookie loke. Yeah, yeah. The ten thousand dollar fit, all that. Like all oh, it was, there was somebody. Yeah. He knew you. Jeezy knew that was coming. You think so? Yeah, hell yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what. I'm a man about it. I, I tell you what. <laughs> would, would somebody repeat that enough times throughout the night? Are they trying their hardest? You think he was touching the nerve? But here's the difference. They did they have bad out. blood before? Hell before this, Oh, Jeezy sent somebody to get at Gucci. Oh, really? Okay. Handled it. Okay. I'm gonna tell you about it every time I see you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, sent somebody at me. He said, you, he said, send them to me. I'm gonna send them back in I'm a box. Them back in a box. Tomorrow, I'm gonna send so them the same everything, way. Everything, his outfit, everything he did was directed at you so publicly, everybody in Atlanta, because see, Atlanta knows. Yeah. And if you're from Atlanta and you just know the history of them and the 15, 20 year beef that they have had, oh man. And they had a song that was a hit, So Icy. You've probably heard it before. You've heard it enough times in a club with with us. But it's one of those things where them dudes, this is in Atlanta, and they're talking about it's to the degree of the school you go to versus the school I go to is based on who who your dad is and who my dad is. Okay. So if I fuck with Jeezy, I'm not going over mm-hmm. here because that school mainly fuck with people that <coughs> got kin to Gucci. Gucci yeah, yeah. So it's just that deep in Atlanta. Hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's a lot, man. But 
it was it, it was good for the culture as everybody said the culture had a win yeah but you can tell gucci didn't feel some type of way uh you could you could tell uh he wanted his point to be uh you know you you really did try to kill me yeah and not everybody knows this but they're gonna they're gonna learn tonight mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. but mm. that was that was the 10k yeah that was the hit yeah that's so what that was the outfit talking bad about his music now let me ask you this was it, he was went straight at him was i mean it's the first oh, verse the first two songs it's the first it's the first verses where people it wasn't even it wasn't even like a battle rap vibe you know what yeah, i mean it's no, a difference it was, between a battle rap he was like, a straight yeah. it was diss not a track. respect it's a difference between a battle thing. rap yeah, and yeah. a diss track he it played a diss track diss. he wrote this for this mm. yeah, he played a diss track on the verses face to face with the other artists that's big balls and 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 the people he had in his camp he had some people in his camp he had some big names in his camp Mm-hmm. But like they said, the difference was Jeezy didn't have none of his BMF people. Mm-hmm. That might have been a little bit of a different story. Big time. Because if Jeezy would have had his people right there, the way like how he used to back in the day, oh mm-hmm. five Jeezy, mm-hmm. it might have not. Worked. Shit, a lot of them BMF motherfuckers is in jail though, and that's the, <laughs> the, the high ranking ones. Oh, man, could you imagine that? I mean, yeah, that tension in the room was already. I mean, because it's really real. Real, real lives have real, real lives have been and taken. This is what, be, you know? and this is what the this is the this is what uh, I be really trying to get people to see when they really want to know what it's like to be a part of that culture and listen to the music. And it's like, no, all of this comes with that. This is this is when you plan with people's livelihood. Don't say this. Don't say that. Well, you don't know who you affected. Playing with people. I mean, it, and emotions. What's what's more important? Playing with somebody's livelihood or playing with somebody's name? At that point, it's like you playing with my man, my name, my name. Absolutely. Yeah. Or my family's name or my Plus, boy's name. I mean, like for instance, you saw, you saw that uh, Pookie Loke's son chimed in. He weighed in, said he was disappointed in Jeezy, but he was gonna let it go. A lot of people is disappointed in Jesus. A lot of people feel like he's not really, you know. And they was like, "Oh, you, how you own half Atlanta, you know?" Who do you think won the battle? Who do you think won the battle? Just on catalog? straight on music, on, yeah, on straight up music Jeezy. catalog. Uh, Hands down, Soul Survivor, <laughs> Bruh, There's songs he didn't play. Did he play "Go Get 'Em"? R. Kelly. He didn't play "Tear It Up." Mm-hmm. He didn't. Yeah, Gucci didn't play a couple songs either. But you knew those songs wasn't meant for this. Th- those songs weren't meant for this. This that's why every song was every every everything was pointed. Hood classics. Oh, every Gucci. Yeah. No, Gucci had songs directed at Jeezy, and Jeezy had a couple. See, Jeezy. Hold on, you said Jeezy won or Gucci won? Far as music, yeah, Jeezy. Yeah, okay. Who won the night? Gucci. Gucci won. The well, night. the night. Culture, culture, yeah, Atlanta, 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 won. Atlanta won. Culture won the night. Well, I that's mean, it's been they, it's been talked about. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about it. Yeah, so Atlanta. I, won. I haven't watched it, but I, yeah, a lot the, of at, a lot of stuff been talked about. It was a dub. It, so. it was a dub for Atlanta. When yeah. you say Atlanta, like hip hop, black black people as a culture, because that, like I said, this is an ongoing feud. Yeah, this is twenty years thick. Yeah. This is and this is one of those things where it's like they're looking at it like if if these guys could do it. They was already talking about fifty and Ja Rule. Fifty like hell no. Yeah, that's corny. Who would? Uh, I mean, low key Ja Rule does have a catalog just because all them cameos. But it's I mean, I he guess it just uh, yeah, it just, yeah. It just it just is a matter. Solo of, stuff. No, I mean, the it's beef. Pop, it's the beef. Oh, I'm not talking about the, the beef. Yeah. The, the, the beef is the beef has already been 
annihilated. No, yeah, it's done. Mm-hmm. Fifty is like, um, there's no way I'm doing a versus with him. And I'm, doesn't I'm uh, doesn't Lloyd Banks have beef with somebody? Fifty would do it with Game. He already said that. They already talking about that. Yeah, oh, they're already the talking about it. But then, how is Game gonna be able to do a beef with Fifty when Fifty already said you can't do no songs with my futures on them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like half your catalog. <laughs> that's all right. Game dude got a few. He he got bangers. Game. I'm never gonna lie. Fifty got him. bangers too. Man, for real. Bad. And the only difference don't nobody want smoke with Jay. And don't nobody want to smoke with Drake. That's what I'm saying. I want to see the Drake J beat. That that, that's, happen, that that would be the versus it's that would really happen. make sense in terms of the, of, of the pinnacle. Because be realistically, last, you know what I mean. Drake got hits. Drake has hits. That's that gonna will, be that, last. But it doesn't matter because so does Jay Z, bro. We already He's know that. God of this shit, bro. <laughs> he got, bro. When he get into his girls catalog and just his features with his girl. I mean, Drake got bangers. Drake got features with Riri and, and the whole. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this though: hmm. Who would be canceled first, Drake or Beyonce and Jay Z as a couple? Cancel? What do you mean, like cancel culture? Cancel like how? For what reason? That's a, a, don't yeah. matter. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't know how to answer that question. I don't necessarily. Drake would get canceled first for what? Because he doesn't have street cred. Nothing. Uh, I wouldn't even say that. I just think you got way more people that's gonna rock with them. Before they rock with him. You mean like if I had, I mean, are you saying, for instance, if I had Anything. to go without somebody's catalog versus no, one? No, not, not that. I'm saying something happened, whatever it might be, whatever. I mean, a lot of people just don't take Drake seriously just because of Degrassi and just his swag. And, you know what I mean? Because so he kind of, well, he's he like, pop he's, too, yeah, and he's know. kind of part cornball. Kind so of, if that's your know, reasoning, then what I'm saying is. But it, musically. <laughs> he got it doesn't matter he got hits okay, got that's hits, cool you know? or who's getting canceled first for whatever reason I mean I think that I, I guess from that standpoint I guess Drake will take the L but, yeah you know have you listened to 2 Chainz new stuff yep yeah, is it good? Yeah, I've been rocking it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he got some slaps on there. I only listen to one song so far. Rex Life got some slaps on his. Yeah. Rex got some slaps on two chains? Uh, no, Rex got a whole new album. He put EP. out something on his own. California Poppy R- 2. Rex Life. Yeah, I've been I've been in my bag on my music lately. Yeah. I've been I've been listening to some new stuff. I've been listening to a lot of <laughs> little old stuff, a little new stuff, a little different stuff. More been, more, more on the on the neo soul. Mm-hmm. That new soul trap soul. Oh yeah. yeah. For my workouts I've been doing uh I've been mixing Outcast, Buster Rhymes, and uh, and um, they say Buster Rhymes got his his he got his, a new one his, too. his new joint. They say it's yeah. like it's got slaps. I just started uh, Jeezy, and then I'll go to Buster. Okay, so here's some verses that let's talk about some verses that you would want to see that make sense. A lot of people talk about these verses, but their combinations don't necessarily fully make sense. I think first, you know, more or less. Drake and Jay-Z would probably be just on catalog that who could really, really battle. If Kendrick was around a little bit longer, I would say Kendrick could go up against Drake, but I just don't think his catalog is... Kendrick would have to go against Cole. Yeah, I was going to say, what about But that's not even an even matchup. I think Kendrick already beat Cole. You know what I mean? Out the gate. I think he's just already... It's just not even a contest as far as that. You'd have to put him against... he doesn't really have a contemporary in that regard that he could beat because he's kind of like... Me personally, I think... As a skill, from a skill perspective, from a sonic perspective, you Three know what I mean. Just who I want to hear, uh, who, no, who I want to hear him with. I would want to hear Kendrick. I would think Kendrick would go at Drake. 
He would beat Drake. I you think know what so I mean? too. He just doesn't have the depth of his catalog, and Drake just has so many hits and hits and hits and undeniable bangers. Whether they bangers Features. for 15, whether they're bangers for fifteen minutes or whether they're banging for a singer, he, Drake has got Drake bangers. got Drake got timeless music, and yep. so does Kendrick. Yeah, it's just Drake might have a little bit more. He's got more. That's what I'm saying. Notable so in terms Notable. of the depth of the catalog, Drake and Jay Z. Even though Jay Z's still got twenty years or fifteen years on Kendrick Drake. and Lil Wayne. Now, okay, now we can have that conversation. That would make sense. That would make more sense. Okay, so moving off of that, I really, like I said, I don't know who's Kendrick's contemporary. And people keep on saying Cole, but that's like Michael Jordan and Clyde, Clyde Drexler to me. It's just, <coughs> it's a close. And way, Jordan going to take that personal. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a way <laughs> distant second. So, um, one, one that would make sense, a lot of people were talking about Jay-Z versus Eminem. I think one that, a matchup that makes more sense would be Nas versus Eminem to me. That one would make more sense. And then uh, Outcast versus Tribe. And then uh, I would like to see uh, Ice Cube and Scarface. I think that that would be a hitter for mm-hmm. the old school, for the classics. Yeah, they coming with it. I'm sure they got some stuff. This season two, just that was just season two starting. Mm-hmm. So they got season three probably in the works mm-hmm. of who they want. Um, three six mafia versus eight ball and MJ. Because that's what they're gonna start doing is groups. They got R and B groups. They're getting ready to line up again. R and B groups mm-hmm. like Next and One Twelve or whoever. Yeah. They got some different groups. Mm-hmm. What's up, Trev? What you talking? What are we talking? Let's get let's get to it. What we Man, doing? we can. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff we can talk about. Let's talk about NBA free agency for for a little bit. I mean, some. Some mediocre players are getting paid a lot of money. What's wrong with the two-year nineteen million? Everybody getting that. That's the new thing. <laughs> you want that? You want to get? Shit! You want to get Hell year, yeah! You know why? <laughs> because if you Dennis Schroeder and you going to the L.A. Lakers, you know, or you 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 uh, Dwight Howard and you go somewhere else, and you Rajon Rondo and you you go somewhere else. Yeah, they got their. Everybody going to get man. they? Yeah, everybody going to get they they max. Everybody going to get their match. <clears throat> well, Marcus Gasol's going to the Lakers, Lakers now, too. Right? Yeah. yeah, they about to be stacked. Yep. Yeah. So who the repeat? Who, who have the Lakers added? Bro, I'm about to let's, give let's you this their, Let's look at their added and, and lost list. And then uh, <laughs> I saw, I saw that. Look uh, at that. <clears throat> he's looking. Uh, at Kansas my phone, City and Las Vegas. Right the uh-huh. game is going. Um, I saw, <clears throat> I saw that. Uh, that what's that young dude from New Orleans is the is now the oldest guy on the team, the most Zion. veteran player is Zion's the most veteran player on the Pelicans right now. Like is that for real? Yeah, yeah. he's well. Yeah, like, everybody they, they just shipped everybody. Everybody just left his sophomore season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just shipped everybody. Got that motherfucker. Yeah, now, they must be gearing up to make some big acquisitions or something. Some, I mean, they probably want to put some pieces around him. That's what I'm thinking. Nah, I mean, between Oklahoma and them, but they got picks. If he stays healthy, they're, oh, they're really? about to have. They got a lot of picks. <laughs> gotcha. First pick. Yeah. Second pick. First Same. pick. Second pick. Look, yeah. it's going to go like this between those two teams. For like the o- first OKC eight and, picks. And yeah. 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 They're good for the next six, seven years. Which is going to be good. I'm just trying to figure out why is this signal not working. Here the internet's not working? Oh, there. I'm reloading it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I saw uh, Mark Gasol to the Lakers. Uh, who? Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers? Yeah. Schroeder to the Lakers. I saw Hayward is moving out east, right? Um, um, Lakers get Mark Gasol, Max Deal for Jason Tatum. 
Um, the Lakers got Tatum? No, no, no. no. Oh, max deal. Got you, got you. He got a max okay, deal okay. out there in Boston. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, what the fuck? You got Steven Adams out there with Zion. That's going to be big. That's going to be oh, really Oh, Steven big. Adams went to New mm-hmm. Orleans? Okay. Yeah. So now Zion's not the veteran player. He's just the longest. Yeah, longest, longest tenure on that Tenured yeah. Pelican. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say. Van Fleet, Van Fleet got a got a new deal. Yeah. 85 mil. Um Jordan Bell is a Laker, Alfonso McKinney, Cleveland gets JaVel McGee, future second round pick. Uh Well, let's see. We got Tristan Thompson. He went uh where did he go? Tristan is over there with what you call it? Is he in Cleveland? No, he with Boston. Oh, he went to Boston. Okay. Yeah, he gotcha. went to Boston for that two years, $19 million. Goran Dragic staying in Miami. You got a... Uh, uh, ooh, Clay Thompson's out. Yeah, he out for the season. Tore his Achilles. Like, yeah. How do you do that shit in the offseason? Hey, man, it happens. <laughs> He's trying to get it in. I guess. We got Enos Cantor, so we, we got him back. Yep, yep. Covington. Mm-hmm. Lakers picked up Covington. Derek, they picked up somebody Derek, else, too, right? Derek, Derek Jones. Derek Jones Jr. from Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got some people. We got Mello, some trades. Mello going. stayed. Mello stand for a year. Yep. Mello for a veteran minimum for a year. So yeah, here's that's his last I, one, right? He said this is this is his last year, right? No, nah, he didn't say he didn't this is his last year. He's oh. only doing one year, and then he got the ability to go elsewhere. Gotcha. He's just so, doing one year at a time. Yeah, one year at this point, go max, max. Yeah, max pay. I guarantee you he has some incentives in his contract. If he averaged Probably. I mean, 15 he's made or 20. a shit ton of money his entire career. Yeah, he's going he gonna to be all right. Um, but teams see. is looking real nice, and they looking real stacked right now. A lot of these young teams is going to be good. Phoenix <laughs> is going to be good. They got Marcus Oop. Morris got overpaid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody going to get overpaid. Uh, they looking at Nicholas Batum. A couple contenders is looking at him. Okay. Because he just, you're a veteran, you don't know, you know how to play, and you can get paid a little bit and do big roles, and you can guard every three. Yep, his body. Portland would um, be nice. What about yeah. Whiteside? Do you think Whiteside's going to stay with Blazers? No, nah, he already gone. He's gone? Yeah. Oh, where'd he go? He is east somewhere. Okay. He went east. Okay. That's how we got. Uh, Did they, was it, is this uh, McCollum's contract year? Did they re- renegotiate his contract? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything about McCollum. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see here. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. Where's he going? <clears throat> Did he go to uh, Atlanta? Hayward. Hayward didn't go to Atlanta. He went to Marcus Aldridge. It's a two year deal. We got that. <clears throat> well, he left Boston. He he opted out of his uh, thirty four mil right, and mm-hmm. then <clears throat> and was this his first season back off of uh, that broken leg? Who Hayward? I thought so. Yeah, this was his first season back. Yeah, gotcha. Um, is that too loud? Gotcha. You can move that box closer too, unless you want it lower. Oh, let me mess with that. Donovan Mitchell got a five-year, $195 million. So He got something nice. He... 
Who else we got here? Yeah. Austin Rivers to the Knicks. Oh yeah, we getting some heat up in this motherfucker. For those that don't know, listening. I'll have to get a new one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see where we where we at with it. But yeah, that's what it's looking like for the NBA. Speaking of the NBA <coughs> bubble, they got that. Uh, They're doing the March Madness bubble. Yeah. That. One. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You mentioned that to me earlier, right? Last week. We'll see how that plays out. Um. Yeah, and then end, the season's gonna start in December, right? Yep. It starts at the end, or yeah. like a few days before Christmas or something like that. Yeah. Are they still gonna have Christmas games and everything? I think so. Kansas City with a go-ahead touchdown. iPhone charger. I mean, that's the. I got the charger. It's not. Um, if you want to put your phone down here. I got like, the thing. Oh, you got to say. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got to get a whole new phone, man. Oh, really? Your this, phone just going crazy? It's going crazy. It'd be at like 72% and then, yeah, and then it'd just the be at one. That's what everybody with an iPhone says Amber's, at a certain point. Amber's, uh, she has a newer phone than mine, and she updated it. She, d- she did the update, and she said her phone lasts about half as long as it was lasting before that. Yeah. Plan, and she said it's crazy. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. Yeah, mine is a six, so they want me to just get a new one. Yeah. Shelf life, man. I don't even. It's a racket. All of it's a racket. I just want to shut it. I really. That's one of the things that I really that really bothers me is is phones and how long they last. The shelf life for phones versus how long they. um, How expensive. How expensive they are and how readily they available available they are. uh, Mm. I think at this point now by now. Ridiculous. Some bullshit, I tell you that much. That's what the fuck that is. It seems yeah, like they, crazy. I don't know how much it costs to produce a cell phone, but I gather that it doesn't cost $1,000. I know that much is true. Definitely not. No, it's definitely not. They just want to fuck yeah. with the, the people. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Apple. Apple's what? The most valuable country, or most valuable company in the world and of all time, right? I mean, they're up over... Two trillion, I think. Really? In market value, and uh, I mean, that doesn't come with thin margins. What's uh, Amazon's? <clears throat> Amazon's getting close to two trillion, I think. Uh, I mean, one and a half, probably something like that. Um, I can look it up. I got some questions. Yeah, I got some, some things on my mind I'd like to ask. Let's get to it. Well, first and foremost, did did either one of you guys watch the um, the special that they did on Brianna Taylor? Uh, they had. When was this? I um, did not think on Friday. What was it on? On uh, 2020, I think it was like a 2020 uh, I, special I, or something I like. I watch TV, man. I was I no, nah, I wasn't even on the TV Friday night. I, I was, was unnerving. Joking. It was really, really unnerving to watch really? that. Yeah, it was really, it was rough. Can you um, speak to it a little bit? Yeah, I can give you. I mean, it, uh, I wish you guys had seen it, but you know, I mean, I, and I'm pretty sure you, everybody's somewhat knows what's going on. Knows what's going on with the case, but. The new, the new information was they published the uh, interview. Mike Strahan interviewed uh, one of the officers that was involved in the shooting. Uh-huh. They interviewed the ex-boyfriend. They interviewed members of Breonna Taylor's family and then her current boyfriend. The ex-boyfriend was the one that the warrant was actually out for, right? That they said that they, gotcha. were, that they allegedly were looking at, the yeah, alleged yeah. drug yeah, dealer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they interviewed him. They interviewed, um, of course, Breonna Taylor's family members. Kind of, they first the first part of it was really m- focused on 
telling her story and just telling a little bit about her per, as a person, um, just kind of humanizing her. And, you know, and that, that in and of itself was, I'm glad they did it that way, you know what I mean? Because you can kind of envision yeah. how, the, you can see the real importance of her to her family, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, so they did that. They interviewed the, uh, the ex-boyfriend. Um, and then at the end, they interviewed the jurors that were in the grand jury. And that was, but okay. So I, after they did the little part about Breonna Taylor, the first thing that they did is they showed some of the footage of the um, body cam footage mm-hmm. out the gate, infuriating. They asked him, you know, they show the boyfriend. I think his name is Kenny Walker or something like that. I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but the boyfriend, yeah, coming out of the house, coming out of the apartment, they're commanding him, you know, walk to us, walk backwards. Da 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 da. They ask him, "Is anybody? Have you been hit with the bullet?" And he's like, "No." And then you hear one of the officers say, well, that's unfortunate. So that automatically out of the gate, that's just like, oh, okay. You know what Triggering. I mean? Yeah. You, do, you know, you know, you do know bullets kill people. So you're, you're, you, you had it, intention. Yeah. You think it's unfortunate that you didn't kill someone okay. tonight? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so that out of the gate, just really, I mean, that, yeah, I really don't need to really watch much more than that after that point. And that ain't nothing new. And that's yeah, exactly what is his whole point to the nothing else to see after. You know, because you know where it's just going to take you. That's <laughs> the the intent. The intent on the investigation, kind of. Well, just the regard for human life and how the, you who who who. Well, you know where the intent's made. going. You know where the intent's going if that's what you hear in the body cam, and that's the attitude that they're taking into it. Is is that's unfortunate? Then you know the intent with that yeah. is to to scapegoat something and and get out of there without without accountability. I mean, I think or it's just more or less like you just don't think that whomever you're ad- addressing, whether you know them or not, you've already made a decision that you're going to be judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. You've already determined that these people aren't worthy of their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without any uh, any information or nuance to me, you know, whether yeah. or not you're meaning to get away with it or not is secondary at that point. But So there is that. Then they actually kind of go into the positioning of where they were in the house and showed all the bullets, showed where the bullet holes were going. Kind of the forensics of yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because people were like, well, how, you know, there was a lot of speculation. Well, did the dude use her as a body shield and da 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 You know, just really. Just uh, trying to justify yeah, shit. Yeah, just terrible, just terrible things that people say. I thought you know? she was standing behind him. Well, what he said was that they were in the hall somewhat side by side or somewhat kind of like shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. He had the firearm. He said that basically it took him through their evening and he was like, you know, we went to dinner, we played some cards, we watched a movie and we went to bed. Mm-hmm. He said uh, they were jolted out of the bed by a loud bang at the door. He said they jumped up, got their faculties, grabbed his weapon. They're in the hallway and he said before we could even get to the door, the door just comes flying off the hinges. He popped off one shot and then he said a barrage of bullets mm-hmm. came. 30, yeah. 30 plus. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. 30 plus bullets you know i think we're fired so he says he dove into the doorway back into the room that they came from and he was holding her hand and Mm -hmm. before she could she must have got hit before he could pull her back in she she had already been hit yeah i mean yeah when bullets are flying like that uh, that's that's what's going to go down so so then they're talking about the Hankinson dude, the one that was charged with long-term endangerment, goes mm-hmm. around to like a sliding glass or like a side door window or whatever, and he's firing bullets in 
from the opposite direction. Yeah. And that's the part, that's another part that just makes you sound like, makes that dude sound crazy because he's literally saying, well, I'm shooting and I couldn't determine whether or not the fire, there's, I'm hearing gunshots as well. And I couldn't determine whether the gunshots were from the other officers or from the victim or the, or the mm-hmm. presumed assailant. So he was just returning fire. Yeah, you're returning and- fire. But and, you're creating a crossfire. Not, you could be killing your yeah. your men of arms, your fellow men of arms. So it's like yeah. it just didn't make any sense for that for the for the way that they described it. And of course, they show on the body camera footage of how they're handling um, Kenneth Walker in the aftermath. And it's just kind of like you you know I can I can empathize with somebody who's like you just killed my girlfriend, but you're treating me like a criminal. You're treating me like you really want me to be dead mm-hmm. right now as well. Yeah. You know, you've already convicted me in your mind. It's just bad. It's just bad. So yeah. then there's those aspects of it. And then you can kind of hear the officer that was involved at the interview. I'm not even going to go into his personal appearance, even though I could cap, I could get on his head for that. But yeah, yeah. you could just tell his whole demeanor is just Hodgkinson or whatever, whatever his name was. Yeah. He just, no, no, no remorse, no remorse, <laughs> no empathy. No, it, yeah. it just doesn't seem like he had any regard. Just no, no. They, I think they asked him if he would do anything different or if he would do, have done anything to change the outcome. And he was more or less like, no, not really. Yeah. But all this stuff is still going on, right? Like well, it's, it, it, it's, 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 it's still, well, the, no, the investigation's still, still occurring. Right. And, and, the, and some going, of the, some of the trial stuff is still going on, right? Not really, it's because not. it's going on in the it's only going on in the court of public opinion, and maybe and I don't know if there's an appeal process or what that appeal process is. But for the most part, that's the other part that is that is infuriating is that they already went to the grand jury. Mm-hmm. There were no charges brought yeah. against them other than the Hankinson for the the other wanton two, endangerment. Yeah, yeah for yeah, the yeah. wanton endangerment. Gotcha. So for the, for all intents and purposes, it is it's over, over for him. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, because I was thinking if it wasn't over, if there was still shit going on, then I could understand it's not I could understand him having, you know, being told by counsel or whatever that you can't you can't go in there saying I'm sorry for this or I'm sorry for that, because that's going to you know, that's going to screw you in court. Yeah. And so th- that's my only thing of, of understanding that where that's just a. It's just an unfortunate situation if that somebody, that guy's going to be in having that interview if that stuff's still going on. If it's not going on, then then he should actually let his act, his emotions out. And if that's his emotions, then that's unfortunate. No, yeah, and I understand where you're coming from in terms of you can't. There, in, in in the middle of a litigation, there's things that is protected that you can't speak on. But at the same time, within a litigation, if somebody asks you if you wish that this didn't happen, you can say yes. I wish that this didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, 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 of course. That, there, there's a whole difference yeah. between not implicating yourself and also mm-hmm. just being like no i don't want somebody to die yeah you know yeah. right so no, those are two different ball games so then they interviewed the uh grand jurors and or some of the grand jurors i think it was three or four of the grand jurors yeah, i was gonna say that's not public information so the only the grand jurors that wanted to speak were right. the ones that came out yeah that came forward and, and so several of them come out and they were in disguise but they're you know their uh, identities yeah, yeah. were being protected but um as they should because i mean people are going to be out crazy. there going yeah. crazy so but uh they uh were adamant that uh the ag the daniel cameron um just straight up lied to him and lied after the fact in saying that uh, the grand juror 
grand jury made a determination that it wasn't uh, necessary to bring those charges. The the all of the ones that were interviewed were in consensus and saying that they were never even presented an opportunity, had an oppor- had the luxury of a choice of bringing any other charges to them. Those were the mm-hmm. only charges that were even presented before. Is them. all that stuff being unsealed? Do we uh, know, like the grand jury? I mean, all that stuff's recorded. The transcripts and, and from yeah, the, from that. Everything's going to have stenographers recording and everything. So I wonder if I don't, if that, that will ever because uh, I'd imagine Brianna Taylor's family and you know probably ACLU or whatever will be uh, will be probably petitioning to have access to all that information. I think that the, everybody's been petitioning for it already to be. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just public, wonder where that process. You know, is I don't right know. Now. I know that yeah. Brianna Taylor, their family, already got a twelve million dollar settlement. Yeah, and that was just from the city of Louisville, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they so, got some other stuff open right now. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, you got people on the grand jury saying that the man lied, that the attorney general lied. He, mm-hmm. he intentionally, very intentionally omitted information or didn't give them the opportunity to, pre- didn't present the information or the charges that they were. Yeah. Um, that would have been reasonable to, 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 you know what I mean, within the case. And then after the fact, lied and said that the, grand jury was in full consensus about yeah yeah i wonder i mean some of the stuff that gets really tough when that situation is just um the different you know the languages of the laws that are written and everything they're different between cities and municipalities and states and stuff like that too so it's so sometimes you know stuff like that gets withheld because they have some little loophole in the language of the law that allows them to withhold it and say, okay, we don't, we don't have to even present this because of this sentence here. And so, um, you know, it gets unfortunate with, with that where people sometimes just use those loopholes. Yeah. Mm, I mean, the only loophole is really the only loophole that the AG was standing on was that without a shadow of a doubt that these are charges that would be able to be um, made to we can make stick but it's like you don't get yeah. to determine that's the yeah. point of the trial is for people to make yeah. that determination yeah i think that um i think that with that probably because of the exposure to the case and everything they'd probably have a hard time finding a jury i mean that it, it would be hung in a situation where they couldn't find so a you jury think that, that so you be, think that if 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 somebody walked in here and killed me right now and that um it got national attention that it wouldn't be worth trial because it would be an I'm not saying it's not worth trial. I'm yeah. not at all saying that's that. That's the point. I'm saying, uh, yeah, and that's the unfortunate part where where sometimes it should just be down to a judge then, right? Because don't, don't they have a situation where if you can't get a jury... You can't pick and choose you, how the legal system works. This is how the legal system has been in, play, in, in place for since they had a legal system. You can't pick and choose now because it would be inconvenient or it would be difficult that well, we not, shouldn't have a jury. I'm not saying that. I, what I'm saying is if they can't find a jury that has not heard of the case mm-hmm. and, and has not has not seen has not already seen um, different news articles and stuff like that. A non prejudicial jury. Exactly, yeah. right? And a completely objective person that hasn't seen anything on it, then they can't have that person look at if they're already going into it with a biased opinion, mm-hmm. they can't have that person look at the facts and, and make a decision based on what the law is presented to them and what the facts are presented to them, right? I, mean, I, I think and that's so, going to be a problem for crime in general. Now everything well, is, is on right? camera and the internet, you know? Well, they have a fallback, right? And I think the fallback is like a three panel, three judges mm-hmm. are become the jury, I believe. Or, or a panel is where, or, or maybe a situation where 
just the judge that's presiding over the case becomes the jury. Mm-hmm. But um, but I just wonder, you know, in situations like that, why why a if they don't believe that they can find a an objective jury, mm-hmm. why they jury. wouldn't go with a with a set of judges that would be the objective jury. I mean, you would you would think that judges would be able to withhold their, the objective and, and um, their biases and look disseminate at disseminate the law. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so you would think that they, they'd be able to have a, I don't know, an alternative, right? Like that to where, because I'd imagine, you know, I haven't dug into it too far, but I'd imagine that AG probably didn't, didn't um, present some of the stuff to it because so much exposure has been to it that they wouldn't be able to find objective juries and that and a lot of shit gets thrown out or not thrown out but a lot of shit gets diverted for that reason or pled out for that reason because they can't find objective juries i'm not i'm gonna disagree with you on that you know i mean you can imagine that and that might be the case but i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree i think that the the i think that um that ag has some political aspirations you think so it's pretty clear yeah you know i mean that ag i mean he spoke at the president's um not the inauguration, but what's the the republic uh, at the RNC, the national convention? Yeah, he, was, gotcha. he spoke at the RNC. Oh. He's you know, I mean, he's he's made clear that he's you know, um, for he's got to understand uh, that that's not going to help him. Uh, up and comer right? in the Republican I mean, Party. I think he has some uh, definitely has some political aspirations, and I think that he was uh, not wanting to put himself in a position to where mm-hmm. he would compromise those aspirations. So that's what it seems like to me. I of course I can't. Yeah, but by not by biasly handling a situation like this, he's putting him. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna already bring a detriment to his political aspirations by I mean, that. Who knows, I mean, man? I mean, look. I guess that, look. Um, our president has done some unconventional things. He definitely has he to definitely galvanize has. his base. He definitely has. It's. He's had some success with it, so it's maybe this person is following that same playbook. Maybe. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people that can follow that playbook and have it work out, though. Maybe Trump Trump just, uh, you know, paved that way for people to try, and and it'll show how that's not the the actual right way. I think that Trump was – Trump's Trump's success uh, politically, uh, I think, was a uh, perfect storm of a – a bad candidate, right, in Hillary Clinton. Terrible candidate in Hil- Hillary Clinton. I mean, it, you couldn't get enough people to try to be excited about Hillary Clinton. She's terrible. Um, and and a situation where the country was not <clears throat> was not in a good position, you know, globally when it comes to trade. It, just a lot of imbalances have occurred over these you know and war and stuff like that okay. right and i think that that's really the reason that trump's antics and his rhetoric were able to survive the political process up to that and i mean you know you can see that what happened in this last election is is you know an answer to that situation of of his rhetoric and everything because well, i bet his, you if he toned name. it down if he toned it down over the last you know probably 6 8 months and and became you know what people wanted want out of a president a little bit where he where he slowed down some of his rhetoric sure. and he didn't he wasn't as brash as he is he'd have I much more he success would have won by a landslide probably probably right? and and so I think that uh, I think that that playbook is not something that is long standing and 
and I, it has longevity, but it, I mean, it, it, it won him. It, of it course, further, and I think it maybe got him people, further politically initially yeah. than anybody would have ever believed that it would have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I just think that was a perfect storm of, of sure. timing and opportunity. Yeah, and definitely. Bad and like you said, Democrats. one is a reaction. Obviously, his 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 candidacy. You can say that his candidacy is a reaction to the to the bad policy of the Democrats for, well, the, for no, that's not what the last saying. 20 years. Maybe. And, but, and Republican policy too, right? But it might have also been an, uh, uh, a swing in the pendulum to, to the first black president. Let's just call it that too. Maybe. Maybe, right? But some, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, uh, policy decisions that were made by the Obama administration that were very detrimental to uh, positioning f- for the U.S. globally. And, it, and a lot of that stuff was was going to like you know Obama during his campaigning and everything like that was was saying he was going to fix that stuff and then it never ended up getting onto the docket and I, so then Trump I think campaigned against that situation where where some of the stuff that was campaigned for Obama in 2012 was not you know none of those items ever really made the docket or made or no significant changes were were had well he also had a Republican House that blocked every opportunity for him to make any changes or any initiatives as well but i'm going to supersede all of that and tell you that really when we go back to the to the base i would argue that more people are moved more so by ideology mm-hmm. and emotion and emotion, than yeah. policy yeah. we can talk policy and we can and and that's another thing yeah. but i'm talking about what's really really galvanizing the base what's mm-hmm. really put him in a position to where he could say grab her by the pussy and still be a president you yeah. know and yeah. things of this nature so, um, yeah, we can talk about the policy, but I don't think that that's really at the crux of what yeah. catapulted him to the to the presidency and is what has kept him in the forefront. You think that's common in the, in the that's a general mindset in the culture of black people, what you just spoke to? That my that people share my idea my mental you think my, that's my, more my common than than anything of how we view the president currently to be then who yeah I, I would think so yeah. I, I would definitely. I, I, I would I yeah. would agree and say that 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 might be a general that's that's where I think the way we view things naturally there's a certain I don't want to say it's a lens you know what I mean it's almost like it's not a lens but the way <laughs> we have to view things is more it has point blank black people are the subject of racial systemic racism so of course that's going to color the lens of how we look at every single thing in this in this paradigm versus that of whether you want to call it the colonizers the proprietors the benefactors of the of race of systemic racism so I mean, of course, there's no way that we can't. There's as a as a person of color, as a black person, there's no way you can avoid, unless you really, really, really have Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. There's no way you can avoid uh, racism. You know what I mean, or having to even entertain the notion thereof or question. Yeah, whether or not that's uh, a part of whatever process you're going through, whether it be you watching the news, whether it be you, it, it just you can't avoid it. It's un- it's inescapable. Yeah. And that's where the numbing comes in. <laughs> yeah. What you um, got for us, Trev? They're about to lock us down again. 
I mean, Jeez. we got that shit. Oh yeah, no yeah. no toilet paper in any of the stores. Yep, yep. I went to Costco today to get those diapers that are. Do they have toilet paper? Do they have toilet paper? No. Nah, well, they had some. They had uh, their generic brand or whatever. Oh yeah, but, they uh, just got them out of the rolls. Yeah, but they didn't hey. have. <laughs> You take yeah. these two rolls right here, player. <laughs> they giving them. They giving them these, a, you, yeah. you gotta buy sheets of toilet paper a la carte. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, there was. Yeah. It was packed in there. It was really? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a madhouse. Um, well, it was holiday prep. Yeah, too. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't really. I didn't really think about it. Look, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So right. Not, right. Ah, fuck. I, I shouldn't have right. went there, but we were you, running out of diapers. Yeah. You've been on this earth a little bit longer than me and Trev. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? On a Thanksgiving, went down the toilet paper aisle and not seen any toilet. Oh no, that's definitely that's definitely unique to the time. Uh, absolutely, I mean, is, you would think to the time, you, but, no, but you would to answer you, your question. No, but you would think now the second time around that we would have already handled resolved the toilet paper issue. I mean, I still got toilet paper from my initial. Uh, rebuy and stock up yeah. after the first pandemic and I, I didn't just, even panic buy I just bought it an, yeah. an appropriate amount but I do live by myself so I saw um I saw an article about the toilet paper thing I mean it was it, it's like uh why do women use so much toilet paper man? <laughs> <laughs> and then blame other people oh man well we might we might need to have a uh, women uh, another podcast speak to that. another I podcast mean, look, on, on biology I mean um, look we, we obviously <laughs> don't, I don't have we don't have to wipe we only have to wipe with one of the numbers that we use I yep. mean women yep. have to wipe for two numbers but yeah yeah i mean there's twice as much <laughs> twice as much usage right there right but, i'm gonna sit this one <laughs> no, i mean i love women but i mean good lord you might be on the ledge by yourself no i'm not on the ledge a lot, of people, are, I, a lot of people are switching to bidets or or installing bidets i mean that's, that's yeah, I don't think everybody should have it. That's different. In <laughs> no, itself. some people need that. Some people need that double up, man. You need some insurance on your, on your protocol. Good lord! Are you? Oh, are you, you need a little bit more. Oh, than no, this, yeah, you, need yeah. a, you need you a little bit more than a little bit more than that, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get the fuck away from your water some pressure. Ain't putting down shit. enough. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. You don't got enough water pressure oh. to walk. Man, oh man, oh man! You need that Clorox, but that he just got a bump. Shower right next to it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Trevor. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just gonna rotate away from the toilet paper aspect of it and just get back to the lockdown aspect. I mean, um, you know, I think that, uh, I think that in Oregon, right, restaurants are basically you can't go into a restaurant, can't go into a bar, takeout only, stuff like that, right? So take take out and curbside only. Are there, is there outdoor dining? No, that? I don't think they're shutting it all down. Everything's shut down. eliminated all of that. Okay. Because Washington, I think you can still mm-hmm. do outdoor it's, dining. It's time to get ugly on uh, them now. Shut it down. Pay yeah. everybody. I need some stimulus checks, packages. We don't figure hey, don't out Don't shut it down if they're not going to pay everybody. Though. No. We, well, yeah. I mean, they, they can't. We need uh, both. In, in my opinion, they shouldn't be fucking shutting things down unless they're already they, unless there's already a plan out there. And, and oh, people are absolutely. given that that confidence that something's coming right yeah and and if if that's not the case then they should not be shutting shit down right I mean, yeah they, I agree. they should be they should be saying okay you need to take these precautions and have you know have precautions these aren't working though man they've been saying okay so Trevor, yeah, but, okay let me ask you that yeah, but there's, i agree there's though cities, they should, I, I but agree. there's cities that have been that have been locked down continually and had these high precautions and everything and they're still seeing spikes 
I mean, it, it's not. It, it's showing to not really be that effective. The precautions. Right? Yeah, the precautions, right? Even mask wearing is not showing to be as as effective as they want it to be, right? But that's because so, people are still interacting with people. I mean, in, in fact, as yeah, but, effective as they want it to be, or effective at all. I mean, yeah, but masks are rendered useless if you go into a restaurant, right? And and you go in wearing your mask and everything, and then you get to and sit you down have and other eat. people that are sitting down and they're enjoying their food or whatever, and they have their masks off. Then that eliminates the of entire I mean, efficacy of mask wearing. Right? We already know it's you're not wearing a mask. Being that's in a building, whatever, common sense. Right? And so, and so that that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I just think that it's it's hypocritical by the people that are putting all these different um, that are putting all these different regulations out there to yeah. to say, okay, we're going to have these businesses open, but you got to you know, it, it's just it, it's. A lot of Look, people want to say follow the science, but then it's anti-science to even recommend that situation. But the thing right? about it is you have to understand that there's no way that you're going to eliminate the object as mitigation. It's not a lim- it, You know what I mean? They're not trying to, they don't think that you're going to eliminate. You're trying to mitigate how many cases. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm, I'm okay with, with the mask mandate, right? You know, wearing masks in, in different areas or whatever. But I just think that uh, I just think that shutting down businesses and and you know, being uh, eliminating the ability for somebody to make money and put food on their table or whatever or you know keep a roof over their head, I think that eliminating that ability is way more detrimental than than the. So why do you think they're virus. willing to play that card? I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of people that are policymakers that want to um, exhibit this like showmanship of I'm trying to do something and say, you know, this is this is what we need to have done and this is these, these so are the steps So that's the surface level of it. Right? What I'm asking is why do you think they're designed that way to not even consider or include a working class that they know? Because there's a lot of people that fear the virus out there. That are that are a lot louder than the people that are that don't fear the virus, that, or the not even not that don't fear the virus, but that that respect the virus and mm-hmm. would go out and 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 cover themselves, you know, the way they need to be covered over their face or whatever, and conduct their day to day life in a way that would be cleaner than they would have before Corona, right? And so I think that I think that what you see is you see a lot of people standing up and saying we can't have this go on we you know people need to be masked up people need businesses need to shut down you can't have people doing this you can't have gatherings all that stuff because because they're afraid of this situation and they believe that that they believe that if you get corona you die and and it's not like a no you have a chance of dying no but no but there's a lot of people out there so there's a lot of people out there i mean my wife had a had a client in her chair the other day that was complaining about businesses being open she's sitting in her fucking chair complaining about businesses being open like what what are you doing (laughs) and 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 my wife is like well what's the alternative and then she looks at amory she goes the alternative is death why are you you're arguing for death and and my wife's not going to argue with the girl lady in her chair you know Mm -hmm. while she's 
she's getting paid to do her hair and shit like that. But well, that just depends on what you're arguing about and what's worth. But at the same for. time, I mean, you don't have to. I've seen some videos of people stop doing people's hair because they man. said some fucked up shit. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. I no, saw, I saw she's that one. gonna work on your hair. I saw, I saw that, that, that video. Yeah, I watched so that video. That's the case. Then you yeah, I mean, you damn, you know damn well I watched that video. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, what I'm talking about, and and a lot of people think that Corona just equals death, and it really doesn't. Now, it is definitely more severe than a flu season or a cold season, right? And, and it is definitely more severe. Here's here's where I older uh, here's where I disagree. I mean, do you want to play here's Russian roulette with the virus? Listen, bro. Here's why I disagree with you. <clears throat> Tell that to people who've lost somebody because of I, Corona. I absolutely they not hearing none of that. I absolutely shit. understand that. But there's people that lose lose people to. All kinds of shit all year long, it's right? No and they're gonna, it's they're no gonna have that same Black position. Black Lives Matter. At this point, we speak into coronavirus. This virus is simply doing something that nothing else has done. Well, so, it's not even remotely doing something that that nothing else is. I mean, there are other things that have that have cleared out that have cleared out generations way okay. worse than this virus. Right? What are we, we talking mean, about? Well, I mean, you, you're looking at plague. You're looking at Spanish flu. I mean, Spanish the black flu. flu. Are we talking about the Black Plague and, the, and Spanish flu? Those okay. Are, so when did that happen? Yeah, right. Some some well, of the, the worst black in plague history, happened right? when it was 1600s. When was the when was the last one? When was the last one? Spanish flu. Well, 19, the Spanish flu 1918. was 1918. Well, the Spanish flu was 1908 or 1918. One, but the, the Spanish flu was between like 1911 and 1918, something yeah. like that. It was like it was okay. like six years. So almost a hundred years <coughs> since we had something. As so, you and I, we've never seen anything. No, no, no. But even coronavirus never, hasn't hasn't reached those levels even remotely close to those. Let levels, me ask right? you something. Did How many people lost their life to the Spanish flu? We've got the Spanish we know, flu had a mortality rate of like nine percent. Yeah, and, and I mean that's that's but one hundred times higher up? than what's right now. Can right? you look that up? Because I don't know what the mortality rate of H one N one was, but I don't. I know that we've lost two hundred and forty thousand people to coronavirus. You know whether you believe the numbers or not. Yeah. That's a whole nother ball game. But according to the numbers, two hundred and forty people this year have died as of in America of the that's, coronavirus. That's that's yeah. way more than what I'm comfortable here. So to me, I would agree. My my antennas are up, and I'm saying at this point, there's nothing that you and our family members that we know of and lived and touched have seen, except for the the Spanish flu I'll people. I put it to you like this: let's 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 talk. Since we're talking about behaviors and norms and paradigms and this and that and the other, okay. Nine eleven. How many people died during nine eleven? Two thousand something like that, and that yeah, changed 30, the whole 30, travel industry. Yeah, the whole travel industry. Yeah. 240,000 people have died of this flu and people are talking about rebelling against the the, the changes that occurred. And that's come up something that we haven't figured out yet. And so. it's, and if it was a weapon, it's by far one of the most dangerous weapons you could have. You know, we still have to take well, our I shoes mean, off at airports. For the people that were the lives that were lost during 9/11. There's yeah, there's see. there's ramifications and effects that that <clears throat> happen from that from things, the reactions. It's really yeah. Let's see. Hong Kong flu was in the '60s. That was the other one that was you know as as deadly as um, essentially what's going on right now. Asian flu in the late '50s. Um, the Spanish flu. So the Spanish flu, 1918 to 1919, um, that killed. Almost 50 million people. 49 50, million people. 49 million? They killed 49 million. But the big deal with the Spanish flu 
is that it attacked it attacked people between 20 and 35 way more harshly than it attacked people that were older, right? So this was wiping out generations of up-and-coming people that were a part of economies all over the world. And that was why it was way so more that was fifty. So that was 50 million people globally? 50 million people globally. Spanish yeah. flu? Yeah. I wonder how many, how many... Can you see how many killed in the United States? Ooh. Uh, not in this right here. Um... Yeah, not in this, not not in this visual right here. Um, let's see. I mean, man, that have, bothers me. It says five hundred million people were affected and fifty million people died by what? Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Okay. Six hundred and seventy-five thousand occurring in the United States. Six seventy-five. Six hundred seventy-five thousand. Yeah. So three times basically as as harsh as this, and but also it it is it is markedly worse if it's a ta- if it's a if it's a flu or a a uh, disease that's attacking people that are up and coming in the you just economy, because of the different right? uh, the different the, aspects the different, of the populace the dim- exactly, different the right? different so well so, yeah because we help pretty much run america but that's know, the thing the society, right yes. uh, well, well that's the thing right so so basically the 20 the 20 year old to 35 year old generations right they are the they are the new foundation of how a country is going to be going forward. And so if you're killing out that, I mean, it, it's dire times, you know, going forward, if that's, if that's what's going to happen. Right. And so, and so with that, that's why the Spanish flu, I mean, from a, from a death perspective, it was way worse, right. Then <clears throat> three times as worse, right. Three times as bad. Um, and from a, from an economic perspective, it could have been, you know, much worse, right? And so they did take precautions, and and a lot of those precautions were absolutely necessary. What I wonder what precautions did, they did take during this pandemic. Well, there was a lot of there was I mean there was mask mandates, and and there was a lot of people that were arguing against masks at the time. At that time, and everything, yeah. And it was older people that were arguing against masks because older people didn't when they got the Spanish flu, they got over it a lot easier than younger people. The way the Spanish flu worked is that um, it caused. It caused, uh, you know, 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds, a their bodies would react in a crazy, uh, harsh way to try to mitigate the, the disease in their body. So, mm-hmm. so let for, me get some clarity on your position, on, on your position. So you believe that shutdown in today's age is not the answer, or do you believe that shutdown without assistance? What, what, what's the nuance? Tell me where you are. Well, okay. I think that, I think that, there should be voluntary shutdown with assistance, right? If you want to close your business down because of, of what's going on, mm-hmm. then then you can you know apply or or request whatever assistance. But that's got to be laid out beforehand, right? They need to say they, they need to say this is going to be the options going forward. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to hold your if you're going to have your business open, then you have to follow these guidelines, right? And then I think these guidelines should be set out and they should be uniform. And I think that they. It should be, you know, it should be certain amounts of cleanliness and stuff like that. And also, I think that the country should probably, if that's going to be the case, should probably provide some sort of assistance when it comes to getting those protective measures in place for businesses that stay open. Right. Interesting. Um, I'm going to tell you, you asked a question as to like, why do you think that the the, the officials are approaching it in this way? I'm going to just go back to the, like some basic common sense and knowledge, not even common sense, but just some, you and I both know that 
as we approach the holiday season, oftentimes people will say dinner is at three o'clock. No, dinner is at six o'clock just to make sure that people show up with the dishes that they're supposed to show up with at a particular right, time. Right, right, right. So right. I think that it's an overcorrection in efforts to believe, to think that they'll at least catch the masses Yeah. in terms of we'll overcorrect to make sure that we get Mm-hmm. We know that there's going to be a segment of people who are just going to disregard no matter what. So if we try and create this much, as much of a, a movement towards this, then also there ha- there's a lot to do with um, how do you how do you call it? What, do, what would you call it when it's like social when you want to create a social ideology where everybody is on the same accord? You know, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what that conditioning. What, yeah, like condi- a, like yeah, a so, conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conditioning would be a, a fair, you know. I mean, where they're conditioning people to be, you know, where they're conditioning people to be aware of this ominous threat. That's. I mean, a, that's a definitely threat. happening. It is. Yeah, it's definitely happening, and I think that there's going to probably be generations of people that will, you know, be be stuck with or not stuck with but but will it will the idea of mask wearing and stuff like that will stick to them you know a lot a lot harsher than other other families or other generations right um i mean you look at one thing i noticed you know before all of the coronavirus shit started going on is uh normally when you saw somebody masked up they were asian right and that's because that's the true. Asian continents went through very bad flus and very bad, you know, they had the, they had the Asian flu and the Hong Kong flu mm-hmm. in, in the 50s and then the 60s, and they got hit really hard with it. Mm-hmm. And now generations of people, you know, they still take those same precautions and everything. And I think that, you know, that's, it, that kind of conditioning will occur. I think that it will, you know, a lot of people are probably just going to... That's interesting. I though. think cleanliness is definitely going to be something that is ingrained in in populations to come Shit. and I mean, generations to come i mean a lot hepatitis of hepatitis has been around a long time before coronavirus <clears throat> and people still don't wash their hands and so has herpes syphilis and everything else yep. and they still got yeah. Yeah, plenty of people shit. who are trying to ride raw so yeah there's definitely all that stuff going on so i mean i just think that uh i think that without without me- measures in place that will that will make whole some of the people that are being shut down and not able to provide and you know and, and pay for anything i mean i think that that's i agree with that i, I just don't i don't agree that that's you know that's not the position that the sh- government should be in anyways yeah right. and and i think that and i also think that it's different for different areas too right i think that rural areas should have completely different rules than than urban areas because because the way that the virus spreads is by you know, clumps of people spreading it back and forth. And and so if you're in a rural area, I think that the rules should be different. And then if it becomes that well, that they? area is not really. I mean, in some areas, yes. And some, you know, red states or whatever you want to call it. No, I mean, even in Oregon, open, aren't there certain counties that are, are, are is this? They might have lower restrictions yeah, and stuff like that. The but they still have, they still have some of the restrictions. Some of the businesses still get shut down. Mm-hmm. And, and especially in the beginning, I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff, it was, it was shut down all at the same time. And I agree without, with you though, that discretion. they shouldn't be, that they, there's been enough time that they should have, whether it be, I mean, look, there's too much gray area. And, and I'm, I'm talking about in terms of, uh, 
not going into a shutdown without some help, without some stimulus, without or plan, yeah, right? without the, some. The plan shouldn't be everybody shut down and not make any fucking. And then money we'll over worry, the yeah, and then we'll worry about it. I mean, whether it be, um, you know, a rent freeze or mortgage, I, you know. And again, yeah, but worrying about it afterwards still doesn't solve yeah. anything, right? Because yeah. it doesn't solve that your business goes under in the time that you're shut down. It doesn't solve that you get you know, possibly get kicked out of your house or you get put into foreclosure instead of just being behind on payments. Will restaurant, will hospitality ever recover, do you think, after, even after the vaccine or whatever magic bullet comes to resolve this? Do you right. think hospitality, hospitality will ever recover? And I mean, no, you know, I, whether I it be from it the will, travel, whether it be from hotels, whether it be from restaurants, you know. I think it will forever be changed, mm -hmm. right? It will, it will be different forever. I think that there will be a lot of precautions taken to to for cleanliness. I, th I really think that cleanliness will take a will take a front seat to to some of these other amenities that occur, right? And and I think that it will probably just cause things to be probably a little bit more expensive. You know, it, it, a not a tax, of course, right? But it, it becomes a tax because it's a it's a something that the consumer pays because. I mean, we're moving towards a sterile society. Addition. No cash, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fully it's automated society, paperless, no cash. It's also fairly scary. Eliminate a lot. <laughs> no yeah. cash, no ca uh, no cash society is kind of scary. Well, so. then you, you eliminate. people can just shut you down and all of a sudden you can't pay for shit. Yeah. And that, yeah. but. That scares me. That. Well, I, know yeah, that's, that. I know that's a paranoia, but it's still, I mean, it's still a possibility. People get hacked all the time and mm -hmm. all their shit gets stolen and, and. You know, if if all of a sudden you have literally no ability to pay for anything and to do anything, then I mean, you're unless you somehow had your own portable bank within your house that you keep with you, I mean, or some commodity, I mean, what, are, what and you, you can, can design it some. and uh, you or you design those for each house like a safe. Now you have your own bank in your house, wherever you are, you are your bank. You know, that's up to you to keep. Sure, I mean, people call that. You know, people talk about that's cryptocurrency. That well, people talk money. about yeah. people talk about that being cryptocurrency, right? People, yeah. Cryptocurrency is something that is not regulated by that Bitcoin, right? Oops, is not regulated. Well, yeah. Well, that's what Bitcoin. Crypto. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Is a form right? of cryptocurrency. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, um, yeah, it's not regulated by anything. There's a you know finite amount of it and everything. It, it, it basically like. Um, I think it was Plato that that described what sound money was. Do you mm -hmm. hear that noise too? No, I'm just checking the fan. Gotcha. Oh, is that the fan? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it, I think Plato had Plato had um, you know these different descriptions of what sound money was, and and cryptocurrencies basically touch on you know six of the eight different uh, parts of sound money, and you know one of them being sound money needs to be tangible. And it also needs to be scarce, right? So Bitcoin and, and these different um, cryptocurrencies are scarce because they have a finite amount of, of total coins or whatever you want to call it, right? Ethereum and, and uh, Bitcoin and all these different uh, Litecoin and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but they also have to have utility value. That's the big thing that cryptocurrency misses out on. There's no utility value around cryptocurrency. It is, you don't get anything out of it. That's why people still flock to safe havens like um, like precious metals, gold and silver and stuff mm -hmm. like that, because those have other applications aside from money that they can be traded for for other goods, right? Cryptocurrency doesn't have that. You can't, I can't, 
I can't take cryptocurrency, I can't take a Bitcoin out of my Bitcoin wallet and apply it to an industry somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It is literally just a form of currency. And, and so and so that's what, <clears throat> you know, that's what scares me with some of that stuff is that eventually it could just get shut off if everything's cashless and everything's, you know, at that point and there's no utility value to anything. It could be rendered obsolete easily. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily against cryptocurrency. I think that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good way to hedge against failing fiat currency. You know, pounds and U.S. dollar and Canadian dollar and all that stuff, right? It's a good way to hedge against that, but it doesn't have that one u utility value, and and I think that that's you know an issue with it. Hmm. So shut down, huh? How long do you think the shutdown is going to last? Not two fucking summer. weeks. Summer. <laughs> you think we're in, it's in, yeah. I, I think that through, I think probably that, through summer. I think that it's a slap in the face to Oh, shutdown. I, I would say yeah, be, be yeah. I think it's a slap in the face to people to say that the shut you know, we're going to reevaluate in 2 weeks. We no damn sure what's You know, I I, I guess weeks. I think I gather I think it's how you regard it. I think that they did that the way that they rolled it out is to um I thought it was more or less like a warning shot. Like, all right, we're going to say that we're going to do a freeze on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and get yourself, get your paper right, get your toilet yeah. paper, you know what I mean, and go ahead and prepare. And then, of course, and then in me weeks, personally, really I was like, okay, yeah, exactly. I yeah, knew yeah. I knew that was inevitable. I, 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 yeah, it could be that, but that's at the way same I time, it. you know, at the same time, it's just like, oh, two weeks. No, we'll give you two weeks to do this, and then we'll, you know, and then we're going to do a real shutdown is what really should be said. Yeah. I, I mean, and obviously they wanted to get, to, I think they wanted to get as far out in the head of the holiday season as possible. <laughs>